You are now tuned in to the Ladies Love Hip Hop Podcast with your host, Summer Willow. Hello, hello, and welcome back. It's your girl, Summer Willow, and welcome to the Ladies Love Hip Hop Podcast. It's so good to be with you. I want to thank you for following me on Instagram, Twitter, even though I'm never on Twitter, Facebook, um, but you know, I'm definitely on SoundCloud and iTunes bringing you quality interviews from hip-hop notables that you need to know about. If you don't already, I'm going to let you know. Um, But it's a beautiful day in sunny Philadelphia. It is not always sunny in Philly, but today is gorgeous. It's beautiful. I'm excited, but I I somehow feel like some snow is about to come, but, you know, it is what it is. March is is on its way. (laughs) But um, today, 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 today I have a guest that, for me, is... um, it's really important for me to have a conversation with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really important for me to get the perspective of, and quite frankly, um, there's a lot of artists out here, and sometimes there'll be um, a little bit of overload, you know, and you can't necessarily get your hands on the type of music that you want, which is why I'm here. I'm here to bring things out in the forefront that you don't know about, but this right here, you've got to know. You've got to, got to, got to know. So... Joining me today is a creative and performing artist from Philly who uses hip-hop and soul to spread messages of social awareness and self-transparency through amazing production. I so agree. <laughs> Followed by dynamic audio and captivating live performances. My guest's goal is to use his music as well as his additional talents of entrepreneurship event curating and community advocacy to uplift his community, providing knowledge of independence, unity, and love. And I can say that his music speaks directly to that. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, <laughs> Eli Capella. What's good? Thanks. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm excited. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy to have you here. Yeah, likewise. Yes, yes. So I will say I was listening to... You know, I listen to the people I'm interviewing the day of, obviously, to get in the groove, get in mm-hmm. the mood of you. And I'm so impressed. Wow. I'm so impressed by what you bring to the game. That's very humbling. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, you got it going on. You got it going on. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you why. And you know what? I thought of this on the way in, and we'll get into the, the nitty gritty of you. Mm-hmm. But I thought about on the way in people my age, right? Because right. I'm I'm older than him, y'all. I know I look younger than him, <laughs> but I'm older than him. Um, but um, people in my age group, they are kind of stuck on the idea of old school hip hop, right? Yeah. And for a lot of reasons, I can relate, and mm-hmm. I agree because some of the new music—I'm not saying the young music, but the new music—is right. not that good, right? Yeah, so, I understand. So I get, I get, especially if you consume through the radio, mm-hmm. how you can feel like hip hop is dead or yeah. there's no good music out there because they're not playing the best of the best, right? No. Nah. But if you're like me and a lot of other people and you dig for music, like mm-hmm. you know, like it's supposed to be, and you you take people's advice and try to listen to stuff right. and see, you know, if it's good. Um, Eli Capella is a great merge of old school and what people would call new school hip hop. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> you have got, and I noticed you ain't slick because I was listening to your music and I'm like, okay, 
He's using some of the hottest old school songs or just songs, period. Yeah. And flipping them into his own style. He's slick. He is not slick. But I love it because it's like a, you're paying homage to right. to what brought you here, mm-hmm. and and I really respect it. And I think that people in my in my age group mm-hmm. could find a lot of could be interested in what you're doing, right? Because it, it's you're bridging the gap, yeah. Because you're bringing good music, great music, great the the music for old people. I'm not old, but my friends are. <laughs> <laughs> but to old people, they want the music to be right, yeah. and your production's on point. But the, the uh, content is something that I can see one of my, you know, stick up the ass friends mm-hmm. actually reciting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Definitely. Thank I'm going to put them on. I'm going to put them on. <laughs> so where are you from, my friend? Uh, Born and raised in Philadelphia. Um, specifically, I, I was I was born in a section of Alany. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I come from a, a single parent household. Shout out, shout out to my mom and uh, my dad was also in my life. And my dad is uh, from West Philly, mm-hmm. so I would uh, venture between Alany and West Philly frequently. And then I got a little taste of North Philly um, when my mom got married to my stepfather and moved down um, the nice town Tioga section. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much was able to get a glimpse of multiple parts of Philly. Okay, you know? and yeah. what's your what's your favorite part of Philly? I gotta give it to West Philly. Give it to West Philly. I, Go ahead. I like just the culture. <laughs> I say coming from Alany, it was uh, it was it was so much pressure just just holding on to my childhood, living there, cause so I true. yeah, cause I firmly believe that like a place like Alany, like. You know how like North and West Philly, they kind of have like a code of ethics when it comes to <laughs> yeah. their way of living. Like absolutely, like, yeah. Like every neighborhood got like a specific set of OGs, so mm-hmm. on and so forth, that are able to set the barometer of like things that um, things that they do and don't condone. Alani mm-hmm. didn't really have that, so it was a lot of peer pressure. Um, I've been in fights. I've I've fought people that I didn't want to fight. Mm-hmm. I'll even go as far as to say that like I got coerced to rob somebody before like that's mm-hmm. that's just how wild it was and i just felt like i was losing myself and um west philly kind of gave me the opportunity um just to be a kid you know and it and it always shocked me because my uh dad lived in the projects mm-hmm. so you think going in the projects that it's probably going to be worse than living in alany but no like they kind of <laughs> like encouraged no. me to be myself you know yeah. and lastly i say because um when i actually started to, to pursue rap they they kind of took me in with open arms and, mm. and uh they were the first ones to do it and so was north philly so i always give props to those two areas Shouts out to Philly. No doubt. Um, so talking about being an MC, mm-hmm. I'm always interested to find out why. So yeah, what why? what drew you to, you know, putting your pen to paper? I actually had an epiphany this morning. Um I would say that growing up in a family that was very loving, but at the same time, if I could be honest, there's like a lot of un- unresolved trauma mm-hmm. and a lot of things that you know, weren't fully healed due to, due to my parents not having the best parents, you know, so, you know, their hurt kind of, uh, passed down to us. Mm -hmm. I didn't always feel like I had the opportunity to express myself, whether it be to my brothers, uh, to to my cousins, to my parents, Mm -hmm. you know, cause you know, 
mom got a lot going on. She dealing with two boys and a, a girl, mm-hmm. and uh, she wildin'. dealing with work. Yeah, so <laughs> so you know she might not always be her best self because mm-hmm. she got to give so much of herself to a bunch of things. So I always felt like I never really had a voice and uh, writing. First and foremost, writing was the very first thing that uh, gave me the ability to express myself in creative ways and just in ways that I could speak to something mm-hmm. without being interrupted or without being silenced. So um, I started off playing instruments. I uh, played in the church first um, and not, and also sang in a church choir. I actually wasn't supposed to sing because I was too young, mm-hmm. but I was always persistent because I just wanted to be around my brothers, so so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah. So they realized that, that, I, that I had a voice, and I also learned how to play um, bongos and congas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played the the flute and saxophone in middle school. Mm-hmm. By the time I got to high school, the school district cut off all uh, yeah. music programs. Mm-hmm. So uh, that combined with my um, teacher said that I had an extraordinary writing ability when they had a writing nice. process. What school did you go to? Uh, in in middle school or high school? Uh, who told you about your writing ability? Uh, it 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 started in middle school at Morrison Elementary. Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't so we we would always have to do a writing process you know mm-hmm. uh brainstorm rough draft edit re- revision i never did any of that because to be honest i was a procrastinator so i so i always just wrote mm-hmm. the writing assignment and i would still get get an a plus on the paper okay so it's a natural you're a natural yeah mm-hmm. um and um when i got to high school i had a composition teacher named mr lynch i i never heard this man yell once mm-hmm. he he just knew how to um not deal with black children but he knew how to uh listen and he knew how to understand and um he was another one that not only told me about my writing ability but my rapping ability my rapping ability i actually used to get in trouble for writing raps in school and he was the first one attention huh no i would get my work done (laughs) oh but when i'm done let me write this rhyme right but they didn't want me to be (laughs) off task and he was the first one that grabbed my notepad and was like yo you can write as much as you want as long as you let me read it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And he used to like tell me what he liked about it. He used he used to tell me um different forms of of figurative language that he really enjoyed and most of all he really enjoyed like just the imagery of my worldview. Mm. So That's Mr. Lynch. Yeah, shout, shout out, out shout out to Mr. Lynch. You know what? <laughs> it's nothing like a good teacher yeah. when you're coming up because they do shape you mm-hmm. and that's so so true. Right. And a lot of times, I know there's the, the, the scales are totally unbalanced right now. Mm-hmm, definitely. And a lot of parents aren't doing anything mm-hmm. for their children before sending them to school. Right. Leaving the teachers to do everything. Yeah. But the truth is, the teachers are supposed to do something. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah, definitely. Inspire you and meet you where you are and figure out what kind of person you are so they can help to mold you in your way. Exactly. So that's what's up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you definitely playing Lynch. You need a Mr. Lynch t-shirt. I'm just saying. He's <laughs> a part of your trajectory right here. Definitely. So let's talk about that cutting off music in school because um, I also play instruments. I'm mm-hmm. classically trained violinist. Mm-hmm. Um, started in middle school mm-hmm. up until college. Right. And I play the bass now. And I remember when, well, when I was in school, music was still in schools. Yeah. But it was it was failing. Got you. Right. And I just want to hear your perspective on that because I felt like it was such an important thing. Mm -hmm. 
I think that once the art fo- that once the art forms were taken out of uh, schools, um, it was already hard enough to um, get students to to want to be classically trained in different instruments and to want to learn di- different pieces, so on and so forth. I just think that it heightened the amount of negative activity because now because mm. because now you're taking away another outlet for them to be able to to release whatever it is that they go through on a daily basis mm-hmm. so if they can't do music then you know they're gonna do something what else. are they gonna do yeah so um entertaining I, so to yeah speak. so that's why i'm very grateful for the things that i do out out outside of performing so i don't know if you know but um I actually run artist development programs at about three schools, and I and I also do a, a manhood empowerment program. So I don't I don't work a regular nine to five. I mm-hmm. I actually work under a, a two two nonprofits. One called the Eco Foundation, another called the University of Rap. Mm-hmm. And I give a big shout out to uh, Obasan Kofa and uh, Jr. Kyle, the conductor Morris, because they they really wanted to create a work opportunity like a work opportunity for artists so mm-hmm. that they don't gotta be uh getting a life sucked out of them at a nine to five absolutely yeah. look at that right <laughs> see there are a lot of good people out there i'm telling Definitely. you it's a lot of good programs and there are other ways to pay your bills mm-hmm. and and feed your passion yeah absolutely okay all right i'm feeling this so let's go back to also before we move on mm-hmm. um something you said about your mom right and um I just want to equate it to the experiences that I feel mm-hmm. when I listen to your music. Right. Is that, um, I mean, I happen to know you. Right? right. So some of the things I'm like, oh, I know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm familiar. Um, but when you said that your mom wasn't able to be her best self because she was pulled in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just think that that's very um, thoughtful of you and mature mm-hmm. because um, and not because some young people don't have the opportunity to slow down stop think about why things are happening right but it's about perspective Mm -hmm. and you know back to mr lynch and all these other people who poured into you yeah um i feel like you're able to see things in a very mature way and speak to them to allow folks to see them from a different perspective is that your goal yeah um definitely uh i'll say for a lack of a better word uh Com- like confrontation is always key when it comes to me in my life because I feel like a lot like a lot of times when you think of confrontation it's always put in a negative light but I like to see it as a really big solution especially in the black community I feel like we don't really take the time to con- to confront things in a way that still maintain the dignity of a person or even yourself because mm-hmm. Sometimes we're so quick to move off of our emotions and uh, we speak to people in a way to where our, to where our feelings are valid, but the execution is terrible. So mm-hmm. you so you can be right and wrong at the same time. And I don't like it when I'm wrong when it comes to a situation and people kind of just add insult to injury just because they in the right. Mm -hmm. So it taught me to really check myself and it taught me to really question not only my emotions, but when I was able to go to the core of, oh, why am I diagnosed with depression? Why am I diagnosed with PTSD? Why do I feel this? Why do I feel that? Mm -hmm. Uh, I find that I'm, I'm able to find the core, but I'm also able to be considerate enough to think about the other person. I'm not going to sit here and, 
and get mad at my mom and my dad when neither of them really had their fathers in their lives or like neither of them like like their mothers might have been present but they didn't really have their mother in their life Mm -hmm. so how can i get mad at that i can be upset for a moment but you know that's that's not really doing anything but filling a void that that doesn't involve healing and i think that i'm just tired of being upset you know it don't speak it preach it (laughs) it don't it don't really it doesn't feel good and it's not productive right i so agree with you Mm -hmm. and i came to that realization later in life so you know shouts out to you for getting it now oh yeah so you can you know have a few more years under your belt that are more fruitful and and fun appreciate that very much um but you're right you're so right that you know, the confrontation is always good mm-hmm. because there's the problem right there. Now we can talk about it. Right. But like you said, you could be right and wrong mm-hmm. <clears throat> at the same time and kind of talk your way out or fight your way out of the solution. Right. Um, when the confrontation is the gateway to the solution. Mm-hmm. So, I f- okay, you go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Get it. Get it. <laughs> so, um, hip hop is not is not old. Right, because mm-hmm. because I'm not old, so right. that means hip hop's not old. Um, but it's definitely has an old school, as they say. Mm-hmm. I say, you know, classic, right. classic hip hop, and truly the foundation mm-hmm. and the 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 reason why you do what you do. Right, you know, it, it was created. Mm-hmm. So, are there influences from creation that make you who you are today? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'll. Peep that you got the ear ring is on, so I can start there. Hey, uh, <laughs> Wu Tang is on the brand. Uh, uh, uh. Shout out to uh, <laughs> Wu Tang. They're probably my most favorite hip hop group ever. Okay. And it's probably one of my favorite groups ever because, you know, we black. So I feel like the black community and martial arts and Asian culture kind of go hand in hand from anime to kung fu flicks so on and so forth um shout out to my dad and, and my step pop as well as my mom they were the ones that put me on to not just the mainstream martial arts film but the uh low budget johns yeah. to where the uh dvd case was mad slim you know, it's <laughs> a little picture on the front yep, what is yeah. that <laughs> and i used to watch them johns and i really gained a lot of perspective as to why i actually do go back because when you think of any great martial artist the, the only way that they're able to implement a new style was when they go back and find like an ancient scroll or like an ancient technique teaching so on and tell so forth em, tell them so <laughs> so em. i feel like the the only way that that I've been able to continue to uh, thrive as an artist is because of, you know, uh, sneaking through my mom vinyls and, you know, uh, finding Big Daddy Kane records, Rock Kim, nice and smooth, uh, sitting yeah. in the back of my dad's car. Uh, he he had no business playing the explicit versions, but he was playing uh, Jada Kiss Styles, you know, uh, Mob Deep, so on uh-huh. and so forth. Even uh, having having Transcendence as I ventured through genres, like I like I remember when when my mom used to play uh, Sean Paul when he first came out, mm-hmm. and my dad used to play lots of Erica Badu, just different forms. And my step pop played a lot of Parliament Funkadelic. Like I I, uh-huh. I remember being a kid in the, in his car. He probably don't even notice i used to be scared because the because the music was so different mm. i was like yo where, like, where like, are we going what world am i in right now <laughs> listening to uh george clinton so mm-hmm. on and so forth like so, this guy is right yeah so <laughs> so just really being able to um 
take all of that in and you know not being ashamed to listen to that um i was able to you know craft my style into what it is now okay yeah. i like that and i want to give a shout out to live girls brand for making these dope wu-tang earrings uh, she is the truth and i need some more so yeah don't jones dope <laughs> so i will be um hitting you up and they are now stamped by eli capella so definitely hello <laughs> what you going to do um so I, I hear your influence and mm -hmm. I know I know that your parents are hip hop heads, mm -hmm. your stepfather, your mom, your dad. Um, but you've taken that influence and you turned it into your own sound. Mm -hmm. What is your sound? That's a really good question. Um my my sound is literally uh I can't really call it pain music. Um I I just really like being honest about things that are going on with 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 myself. You're really going to hear me saying you or they mm -hmm. because I've learned that more people are more accepting of the truth when it when it comes from an internal perspective. So I'd rather talk about things that I go through so that uh, people can be more honest about the flaws that they have. And I like to throw it on production that. Yeah, yeah, I'll have my melancholy vibes, so on and so forth. But one of my favorite artists of all time is uh Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, and Mike Michael Jackson. So when I think of projects like Off the Wall, when I think of uh Hotter Than July, when I think of What's Going On, mm -hmm. every song in terms of the production didn't always sound sad, e even though the content and the subject matter was yeah. very sad in it. It was more so uh don't dance your pain away dance dance through the pain mm -hmm. you know and that's what i wanted to bring because one one of my favorite artists is also j cole mm -hmm. and as much as i appreciate j cole there's already a link he already created a, a sound that involves um very moody and uh deep sonics mm -hmm. so i like moving i like vibing i don't always like sitting in my uh sorrows so <laughs> right. i figured you know why not be honest but also show both sides of the coin you mm -hmm. know like the hood isn't some dreary some dreary place all the time it's, it's actually it sure is not very it's happy. vibrant yes. yeah i was i was uh living in kensington for about two years uh re recently and i believe kensington is the opioid capital of the mm -hmm. world or something like that yeah. so i was in the middle of all of that I, I didn't even realize until i moved out that that i was in fight or flight mode every day but one thing i always remember is Every night you heard kids playing around with fireworks and firecrackers and every morning I come outside during the summer, little kids is playing in front of the fire hydrants. They literally have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I saw the joy in that. Mm -hmm. And and that's and that's what my music is. Your music is joyful. <laughs> I definitely agree. Um, so I've been a, a fan of hip hop since I was introduced to it. Mm -hmm. Right. And and to your point there is a lot of there there's up and down there's ebb and flow with it mm -hmm. and there's different flavors of it right and um you know it started out as a party mm -hmm. hip-hop always started out as a party right um and then you know different when you when you bring in the form of expression of emceeing then of course you know that that will change the trajectory right. of of the music um i noticed in your projects that your music is live or mm -hmm. live sounding. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of reasons, even if you're playing minor chords, mm -hmm. if it's a live band, it's still vibrant. Yeah. Because it's, it's real. Right. You know, and it's not simulated. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I noticed it uh, frequently, like yeah. throughout your project, you have a lot of live instrumentation, or you want that feel of a show. Mm-hmm. And I know you perform a lot, right? Do you bring that live element to your performances? That's a really good observation and question. Um, I've had the honor of being able to have a live band at a few of my shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind either, but um, what I really love about performing with a live band is you can turn a song into whatever you want it to be, be because you have uh, individual people that play pieces of a song and they're subject to change yep. different flows. They feel it so the way so. they feel it. Yeah, and um, I just love being able to have that synergy and just being able to have that healthy codependency of, you know, being on stage and, you know, letting them know when to break down, letting them know when to stop, letting them know when to vamp, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Um, I definitely keep the performance in mind when I'm creating my music. Um I'm Good not idea. As, yeah. <laughs> Keep the I'm end in a, mind. I'm not a studio rat. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the issues that people who live in the studio come across is, is sometimes they'll make music that is, ve- that is very artistic that I could understand because I'm an artist. But... I'm, but I'm fortunate enough to think of the people who listen in lamest terms. Like, all right, I don't want it to be so deep that I lose them. I don't want it to be so watered down that they don't even want to listen at all. It's it's a it's a it's a very fine line that I walk, but it's a pretty simple formula, you know. Have some um, great production that people can move to, that people can feel to. Have some content. Um, lyrics that are that are very atypical mm-hmm. and have a hook that is very catchy but at the same time subconsciously like empowering mm. so yeah that's what i yeah that's pretty much the formula right you there. got it <laughs> everybody write it down write down the formula <laughs> now <laughs> really? no that's what's up um yeah it, it seems to me that you have been able to be a new face in a in an old place and mm. an old soul Wow. And and that is that makes you kind of a master of it already, Thank because you. if you if you can write, mm-hmm. so you have so you have people that listen to hip hop lyrically, mm-hmm. you have people that listen sonically, mm-hmm. and then you have mood people, right? Where the song could be just totally like I'm going to kill everybody you know, but you're like I love that song, yeah. right? Because it's just it, it, it you feel something from it, right? But your songs, I find myself like. I love the production, and mm-hmm. I want to get into that. Definitely. Um, but then, like, lyrically, I think you captured it well. It's like, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're mm-hmm. enunciating to the T. Mm-hmm. You're not just simple. Mm-hmm. And it's deep. Like, you're making me think. And I'm like, this this guy is making me think about life right now. <laughs> like, I, what? It's like a whole meditation session. Wow, that's beautiful. And that's a good that's a good way to be. And I know there's a lot of artists out there who, um, like Badu. Yeah, it's funny you say that because Badu, she does that. Mm-hmm. She will do that to you. Mm-hmm. She'll have a total like she'll have a song that's like all minor chords and it's upbeat. Yeah, and you're like, how does she, how does she do that? Right. And you've done that. So I, I I'm listening to your songs right, and I'm I'm a lyrical listener. Mm-hmm. Um listener right but sonically i'm i'm a feeler mm. um so you got on the um illa dwellers album and that was what 2017 we don't know i don't know this is <laughs> album y'all and i'm about to look it up because this <laughs> album 
But Illazuelas was uh Yeah, Thomas moving. Seventeen. So See, I know. I know when it was <laughs> when it came out. So you're a great storyteller. I have to point out, and I'm gonna turn this on and do what I always do in my shoes, which is some songs I just gotta turn them up. Okay. You and your production team. Oh, Samad. Made a song called How We Do It. Uh-huh. Remixing Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It. Right. I have never heard a flip like this in my life. <laughs> we gonna listen for a second. Let's do it. First of all, how you gonna do me like that? <laughs> I'm like, this guy is serious about these bars right now. <laughs> but he's loving good music. And he's like, I'm using that. Yeah, definitely. I'm using that. Cause this is like, first of all, who don't like this is how we do it? Who? Oh yeah, nobody. If you don't like this is how we do it, cut your stuff off now. Right. I don't even want you listening to me. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. But then you sing on it. Is that you singing? Yeah, that's me singing. First of all. <laughs> so we want to talk about the creativity. Okay. Now, here's here's the question. Who is E. Muhammad? E. Muhammad, <laughs> uh, he is a, a very dope father figure who played a major part in my life for a moment. Uh, he's uh, from Baltimore. He's based in Philly. Mm-hmm. He uh, he used to run a, a series called The Hustler of Culture, mm-hmm. as well as The Art of Conversation. Uh, the Hustler of Culture was was a quarterly event mm-hmm. that would be thrown at uh, the legendary club club of jazz and performing arts. Shouts. And he had another event called The Art of Conversation, where it was an open mic, but in between open mics, he would ask striking questions that would cause everybody to, you know, divergence into a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he basically took me under his wing and uh, he pretty much showed me how to curate events. He he was one of the people who showed me how to curate events. He was one of the people who um, pretty much was able to give me a scope on my on my identity because everything that I was doing, believe it or not, even through the through the Illa Dwellers project, I was pretty much doing impulsively or wow. or like reactively. Everything wasn't proactive. I didn't I didn't understand why people liked me. I, I just found out that people liked me. And he was one of those people that asked those striking questions, like, yo, do you do you know why people like Eli Capella? And I would give like the standard rapper answer, oh, because of my music. Like, <laughs> like, no, like you gotta think deeper. And uh, he he was one of those people that showed me that um, people really like me because I'm not a unattainable personality. Mm-hmm. You could catch me riding the bus with you. You could see me walking downtown and say what's up, and I'll give you a hug just because you knew who I was, you mm-hmm. know. And he said that that's what people really love about me. Just you know the 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 fact that they can live vicariously through me, and it's not a fantasy; it's a reality. 
He his piece at the end, that soliloquy mm-hmm. at the end, um, was very thought provoking. And yeah. um I felt like cause that was the last piece on the album, mm-hmm. it really culminated the album. Yeah, definitely. Because you talked about so many different life situations and <clears throat> Um, you know, different perspectives and things that you had going through. And then he kind of questioned all of that. Yeah. And as if to say, you love this album. You love Eli Capella. He gave you all of this stuff, mm-hmm. but he's not done and you're not done. Yeah. Like, continue to wow. think about this stuff. I'm getting goosebumps right now. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Though. Like the way you're breaking it down is crazy. <laughs> I'm listening. I love hip hop. I'm listening. I'm listening to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm an active listener. Right. And I really could appreciate him then ending this project with more questions. Definitely. It's like, so what's next? Mm-hmm. And this was your first album, yes. right? Yes, it was. And and it's funny you say, you know, like, I just found out people like me. So then I just started, I made this album. Yep. And I think a lot of artists, I mean, I was an artist a long time ago. And mm-hmm. I feel like you do this thing by yourself for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you writing on the pad in the classroom and everything like this is hot. And mm. you might have a friend or or a crew yeah. that hears it, but that's it. Yep. You know, that's just that's, that's it. That's how far it goes. Mm-hmm. And then they're um, encouraging you and pouring back into you like this is good. Yeah, like, you should probably you should get on the stage. And then it probably ends up that way. Like I think that's what I did. Maybe I got on someone's song and a hook mm. or something like that. And I was like, and then they're like, you know, it's like. Uh, you know, you touch this person, now they're infected and it's just going on like an epidemic. Yeah. And I realized that I was still doing it for them mm-hmm. because they're like, Summer, I want you on my song. And mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out, do I, why do I sing? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I doing? Yeah. And I think that many artists figure that out. They, they might not. No. But they realize that when they do what they do, they touch somebody mm-hmm. and that's enough. Yeah. Um, so you touched everybody in 2017 mm-hmm. with this project, and then in 2018, yeah, you decided to bring out the bars. Yeah. <laughs> so in 2018, Eli Capella, Eli Capella, what's that name about? Oh, uh, Eli Real Capella. Quick. Um, I, I, I've always been a metaphorical kind of personality, mm-hmm. so I was trying to think of a name for myself uh, in in the 10th grade, and I was like, I want to be something everybody could look up to. So I started looking up literal names of stars, of different stars. Mm-hmm. And there was a star called a called a Capella, Capella. star. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Eli Capella. And I was like, all right, let me ask my man how you feel about this. My man was like, yo, that don't <laughs> sound like acapella but you put the eli it's like yo that's so crazy <laughs> you I always had to have a friend like that <laughs> yo i didn't i didn't even think of the acapella part and yeah it, it kind of stuck with me and i'll say for about from 18 to about 23 i would walk around frightened that the that the more my music got popping the more i was leaving the opportunity for like a label person or something to steal my name mm. so i immediately got Eli Capella turned into an LOC. I was like, Very good. I can't Very let good. nobody take this because somebody take my name. It's like, well, you yeah. know, one day you might change it. Who knows? You might, you might evolve into someone else. But Maybe. I'm glad you protected yourself. Definitely. And we know he was first, so don't even try it. Right. Um, but okay, so 2017 um, transition into 2018, and you mm-hmm. come out with the Bars Project. Yeah. Bars is crazy. <laughs> so now here's the thing. I do this show, right? And 
I have I ha- my only goal is this I love hip hop. This is not my job. Mm-hmm. This is what I love. When you mm-hmm. walked into my to my home, you felt love. Yeah, definitely. And you know, it's just about like I'm supporting you. Mm-hmm. And I love what you do. And it's like I want to emit like I want to radiate this project out to folks' brain cells right mm-hmm. now and just tell you that you got to listen to it. Like <laughs> you got to listen to these projects. But if you say I only got time for one, that's how I'm. Mm-hmm. We love the first album, we do. But there is no sophomore jinx. Mm. The Bars album is magnificent. Wow. It is magnificent. Thank okay. You. From the beginning, from the first song, mm. bars, to the end. Mm. Now, the producers you had on this project, were they the same producers from the last project? Because no. it seems different. No. Totally different. Okay. Okay. This has more of a live feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout Is out it to the States. band? So, no. All right. Actually, so let me tell you something about the first project, right? Tell me. The first project wasn't really as intimate as Born and Reason Soul. Illa Dwellers was more so like I paid for beats. I hit our producers that already had the beats made. Like, oh yeah, this fits for what I'm writing. You know, let's do this. For bars, that was the first time that can can I like talk about like how it how the project even formed into what talk, I did? Uh, you got a microphone. All right, cool, cool, cool. So <laughs> all right. Um Illa Dwellers came out, right? I remember this bull. I didn't agree with everything that he said, but it was something that stuck out to me that was crazy. So he so he heard he heard Illa Dwellers and we was in the studio and he was like, Yo, this is dope, but like, who are you? Like, I'm hearing a story that you're telling and the story is amazing. Like the things that you're talking about, like and how like you use the concept of twins. He was like, Yo, who are you? Like like who is Eli Capella the person? And I was like, I was like, no, man, like this project is like, you know, I was being mad defensive. And he was like, yeah, like, but, you know, I kind of want to know who you are. Like this, this sounds good. But so he's a producer, whatever. So you're like, this sounds good. But as a producer, I don't feel you like I don't feel like you sat down with one of us and crafted a sound. Then he was like, yeah, like peep the cover, like don't. Don't use another cover that's like dark like this. He's like, man, let me like let me let me see like a bright color or something. And it's not that I listened to what he said, <laughs> right, but like right. it subconsciously got planted into me. And I started working with um producers like uh Chuck Acid, mm-hmm. Yusri Yusri Universe Skates, and uh there's an artist from Australia named PK Jordy and DJ Les, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe I had any live instrumentation, but uh, Skates has uh, he uses native instruments, mm-hmm. so he's so he's able to capture like real sounds. He's um, amazing. On his project, Skates is going to be. Hi, Skates. Yo. I need you on the show, Skates. Oh, I got you. Like I'll hit him up and <laughs> let him know he would he would love to come he's through. He's dope. Yeah, Skates is one of the it, like Skates going to change the whole fabric of sound in hip hop. Mm. You heard it from me first. So 
I literally sat down with these producers and crafted sounds and and I'm and I'm and I'm very good at, at communicating what it is that I want to a producer. I'm not gonna come in like like yo make this kind of beat. I'm very specific about different sounds and it makes them easy to know what it is that I want. Oh, that's good. So people like to work with people like yeah, that. Yeah. So this song right here, um, Earth One and Fire. I write a song. Yes, for you. Lord. It's my favorite Earth One and Fire song ever. I was like, yo. <laughs> yes. So we so we was in the uh, session, and Earth Wind and Fire got me through some very hard times when I was eighteen. All of us, all of yeah, us. Yeah, like so when he hooked that joint up, I was just like, oh, I gotta murder this, like, and just the different forms of production. Like this song, I remember Skates was performing this. This actually came from an anime that I love called Naruto. Okay. And it's a theme song of one of the characters. Skates is like, yo, you gotta give me like. Storyteller Eli, yeah, on his John. he he wins. Yeah. Storyteller wins <laughs> all the time. Yeah, so I was just really able to talk about who I was as a person because I think one of the ways that artists kind of fall off, honestly, mm-hmm. is they'll kind of become a caricature of their last project or like like mm. something that they did prior. And I feel like when you talk about yourself, you you can never run out of content because even even if you're talking about the most vulnerable situation you still scratching the surface because you live in your life like mm-hmm. so you'll never run out of things to talk about when i crafted this project i learned that immediately mm-hmm. and this project was I, like i honestly just wanted to show philly like yo like i really care about philly like you a do. Lot. and i wanted to capture the philadelphia sound in a way that's not really happening right now i f- feel like philly is kind of in a identity crisis of like shame right now to where <laughs> if you listen to some of my old podcasts i say the same thing yeah. like we have a self-esteem issue yeah. it is and it's and it's like and i think of phyllis hyman metaphorically she was freaking beautiful tall statuesque gorgeous beautiful lips Mm -hmm. voice like an angel but she had low self-esteem and one day she took her life wow but she was like the pinnacle there's nobody that i've ever heard in my life that sound like like a phyllis hyman wow right but metaphorically that story mm-hmm. kind of captures how I feel about a lot of the MCs in Philadelphia is that yeah. they're dope. They got talent. Mm-hmm. They can be creative and all of these other things, but they don't operate in their greatness. Right. They're just like, just doing enough or they're great just with my crew. Yeah. And it's like, yo, right. why, why are you not embracing who you really are? And just exactly. everybody doesn't have to sound like Meek. No. Meek is Meek. Yep. That's it. I know Philly has a sound, mm-hmm. but the truth is Philly is the sound of the world. Yeah. And there's and there is so much more to the Philly sound of Meek. Like the sound of Philadelphia. Uh, That's what I'm saying. It's an, like, it's an international it's yeah, a world sound. It's an everything, yep. There's there's probably eighty percent of the musicians on tour right now from Philadelphia Definitely. with every major artist out Definitely. in the world. Yep. Because we know how to capture sound mm-hmm. and then push it back out as something whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But it's like a genie. Like yep. this this city is magical. Mm-hmm. But it's like only a few of us get it. Yep. Del P. Big bro. Shout Del, out Del P. P. 
he's definitely rapping for Philly. Yeah. And I love listening to him. I love listening to you. I love like squabbles. I love yeah, shout like out squabbles. It's there is this resurgence of the Philly sound, like definitely. naming it. Yeah. People are like, I'm from Philly, but you ain't where the Philly in your bars. Like I don't yeah. hear no Philly in your bars. It's like a Harlem Renaissance going on yes. in Philly right now that people it. people don't know about yet, but slowly but surely though, it's gonna be like, whoa, like Philly is crazy right now. Like I just I just know that when one of us break that threshold, everybody gonna break that threshold and it's, it's gonna be crazy. Y'all are stirring it up. Y'all oh, are stirring yeah. it up and Appreciate it's happening. That. And um even some of the artists that I know from Philadelphia that have moved on, they live in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing well out there, mm-hmm. right? Because then there's that piece too. Yeah. Because you might be talented from Philly, mm-hmm. but you might not do well staying in Philly. Mm-hmm. And we've got to change that. Which is the other point. The next thing I want to bring up is your 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 shows. Yeah. And how you provide yourself with the soundstage. Yeah. And which is what we need to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. So talk yeah. about the the bars, um, concert. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna put it to you like this. Uh. The Bars concert was literally crafted because, well, the idea was subconsciously birthed when I was uh, doing security detail at Made in America. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't understand how it took an artist from who wasn't even from Philly to see the po- the possibility in Philly. And he brought a whole festival to it. And he's not yeah. even from Philly. Yep. And I... I I admire that about Jay Z, and what Jay Z taught Absolutely. me. Jay Z taught me that I had to. Mm-hmm, Jay Z taught me that I had to back away from the elephant and just really see Philadelphia for what it was. And um, I crafted the Bars concert based off of that epiphany. And I see so many amazing, talented artists who are not only talented but they're driven, they're professional, they're genuine, they really have a care for what's going on. And I'm like. Why should they have to go broke a million times investing in their art? Why should they have to uh, take the L of taking on a show that's that's not a part of a genuine network just to get a one minute Grammy speech if they get a Grammy? You yeah. know, so I said, no, nah, I want people to get their flowers while they while while they're here. Cause let's be honest, the mainstream has nothing on the underground. It it just doesn't. It never has. Yeah, like you can't run out of inspiration in the underground. There's always something new, and I feel like it just needs to be highlighted in a way that's beneficial financially, that's 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 beneficial morally, so on and so forth. And third, I got this sound that it that that is just submerged in a lot of philly dna i need people to hear it Mm -hmm. and i need to show myself that i can take a leap of faith and do something as extraordinary as this at 22 or 23 years old Mm -hmm. and i'll be honest it was frightening when i put that uh i I just turned 24 so go ahead (laughs) (laughs) i'll be honest it was scary like when i put that first flyer out i i trembled like I like I trembled in, a, in an aggressive manner because I'm like, yo, this venue holds 350 people. I don't I don't have the money to finance it the way I want to finance it because I because I also want to give the artist the experience. Like, yo, you don't gotta wait till you famous to get a green room with some good food and it to be treated like a professional, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. I want to do it now and I'm willing to do whatever I gotta do. Shout out to my ex, so Ryan Nicole. She said, yo, you don't gotta pay no money for this. Mm-hmm. She's she's the 
optimal optimist, yo. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like a realist. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't know. She's like, yo, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll, she can have a penny and be like, I'm going to make $100. And she'll do it. It's, it, it's crazy <laughs> how she does it. But she she was able to give me the fuel that I needed to to uh form to form a team and early bird tickets sold out in less than a week when i put them out yeah so when the show actually happened i cried because there were so many people there people were able to eat free food there there were healthy eating options as well Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a show like i just wanted to so the same way that i do my music I wanted to take that feel, even though I wasn't born, I could feel the invigoration that y'all feel when y'all talk about um, the like the birth of hip hop, how how the parties was, how community was. Yeah. I I wanted to bring that into a elevated concert form. Mm-hmm. So it's like taking DJ Cool Herc party and making it a concert or something Absolutely. like that. And, that's and what you I wanted achieved to do. that. That vibe there was like, I saw it. It was it was it was good. Thank you very it was, much. It was it was um organic, and I know that word is overused, but it, it has a meaning. Yeah, and and definitely. you captured that with that event. Thank you very much. And the much. rotunda for those who aren't from Philadelphia listening, the rotunda is um, a venue in West Philadelphia mm-hmm. that is is round in shape, and um, on the campus of Penn's campus. Yeah, and it's grimy. It's not fa- fancy. Nah. Or any, it's like there's nothing fancy about the rotunda, nope. okay? But magic happens at the rotunda. Definitely, it has a great stage. It has so much floor space, mm-hmm. so you can have a standing room concert. You can get your your, your b boy on. Mm-hmm. Um, DJs love that room, even yep. though sometimes they hate it because <laughs> of the acoustics. Yep. Um, but it is a feel good vibe yeah. in the rotunda, and I saw the footage from the bars concert where. You had the B-Boys on the floor mm-hmm. and then everybody else dancing. You had the MCs on stage, the mm-hmm. DJ, the producers, you know, everybody knocking their heads, breaking their necks. And it was just like very reminiscent of what hip hop really is. Yeah. You appreciate know, that. it's a tool. Everybody got paid, too. And I didn't have to spend no money on my pocket. Everybody got paid. Y'all. Yep. That was the best part about it. People got to eat. You know, like artists got to eat. There was even a podcast there mm-hmm. that I put in the second green room because I really wanted to give them that experience. Like, yo, you you worked for this, and you and I've I literally only like I booked openers who were amazing, but we had genuine conversation and we had to sit down and and they told me, yo, I don't I don't really feel the love in Philly. I said, I don't know what you talking about. I feel the love. <laughs> but right. wait, that's what we do though. Yeah. We are in. We are connected to the love. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like hip hop, they don't stick together. I'm like, really? Like I could pick up my phone right now and call any MC in Philadelphia, and I know I could count on them for something. Yeah. Or they'll pick up the phone for me. Yep. Or if I go to a show, I'm gonna get a hug. I'm gonna get a dap. I'm mm-hmm. gonna get some eye contact. I'm gonna have some fun. Yep. We just have to use the platforms that yeah. we have. To broadcast it like the podcasters, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to me. Definitely. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm joking. No, listen, <laughs> shout out to Lady Love Hip Hop for real. I do, but I'm just saying, like, we need to use our platforms to push forward the agenda. And yeah. the agenda is to bring Philadelphia 
back into the forefront because we ain't go anywhere. Yeah. We just need to be in the forefront. Yeah, because, you know, I'm, yo, like, I just see so many things that we're creating that we're not monetizing off of. When I drive past a McDonald's billboard and they talking about the, the, the Whopper or the Big Mac is the John, I'm like, don't you, I, uh, like, imagine if one of us trademarked it. Uh, it should have been. Yeah, but we don't have that foresight because of the low You just said it, so get on, get online tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, facts. I got a couple uh slang that I'm gonna trademark that I ain't gonna talk about. But well, you already did. So I, might, I might actually cut this out because I want you to get it first. Listen, I just need somebody to get it. I can do it right black. now on yeah. my cell phone. Listen, I just want us to have it. Who? Like, I didn't create it, but I'm a monetizer. Uh, yeah, and shoot, give it. Shoot, like take, and take the funds that and, and give it back, back to the community, Abs- right? Listen, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And that's what you're doing. So I want to go through um just a couple of your lyrics. Okay. Because Wow, this is crazy. Go ahead. Lyrics for me, you know, if you ain't saying nothing, for the most part, I don't know. If you're not saying nothing, you better have all the charisma in the world and the yeah. craziest tracks. Cause otherwise I ain't listening to you. But there were a few and I'm I'm gonna pull out two. Okay. Um, and I believe they were both from bars, from Uh-oh. the song bars. But the only brick I'm breaking down is my emotional walls. Ah, uh. what? <laughs> I rewind it like, what? It, what? <laughs> like, I'm not. I love how that resonated with me. Mm. In the general sense of. I'm not into that. Yeah. But let me tell you what I'm what I am into. Yeah, definitely. You're not afraid of that. Yeah, nah, I can't be. I love that bar. Second bar I love. If your hands steady waving, they're not gripping and sniffing. <laughs> if you out at an Eli Capella show with your hands up in the air, you're not getting into nothing dumb. Yep. Wow. To me, and that's that's minor. Like that. I, I wrote that down on the toilet, y'all. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that is what I'm talking about, lyrics. Yeah, no, nah, thank you very much. What's your favorite lyrics of yours? And oh, then I need you to spit them. man. So, actually, Bars, uh, Bars is actually ly- lyrically my most favorite song ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what the give me a Give me a verse. Um, let me see. I'm going to bless your ears while you taking the listen. Um, Wait. This is what we gonna do. Okay, go ahead. I'm the I'm the producer. I'm the producer. I'm not the producer. But I'm gonna cut it up. Everybody can hear you. Yeah. But I just need you to tell them a little something, something. All right. Yeah. Sure. No problem. Born and raised in soul, you better act like you know. I haven't performed this song in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Performing now. Oh yeah. Let's get it. Uh, uh, they said I do it like I've been here before Failure is the only thing in life I'm never a fool Life is my adventure, never let these haters explore The only shots I'm taking coming straight from rounds of applause Bang, that's a beautiful death Yet I feel so alive, getting ten times better Best believe that that's the nine Ace and rappers for underestimating my type of grind You don't wanna know the type of vibe a young and felt me I been through Saturdays, way before the weekend Faced a lot of struggles, overcoming harsh treatment My vibe attract the realest cause my vision ain't Misleading. 
Attention only run from those who try their best to seek it. Please believe it. Philly in this building, yeah, that's how I'm feeling. If you proud of where you live and raise your hands to the ceiling. Lord willing, I be getting many parts with my all food for thought. That ain't something frost the stomach, is it? No, that's why they throwing up all these excuses. I love the game, the relationship we got is abusive. I'm a different type of artist when it comes to music. I always draw attention. Haters draw conclusions. That's why they always tend me so concerned with he who's winning. They not my competition. I'm in it to pass my limit. I'm cut from a cloth of fold that ain't evolving. And even when the shade hella dark, I still got the brighter vision. Listen, hey. I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm y'all y'all lie. want the rest? You need to get it. How about that? You get it on your own. I'm not gonna lie. This is one of the uh this is one of the songs that I can't believe that I wrote. Why? L- literally. Like like I get so hyped. I'm like, yo, I wrote this. Like I can't believe <laughs> I really wrote this. It's me, mama. But my uh <laughs> but my uh favorite part is uh I say um I said, uh, I'ma bless your ears while you taking a listen. Every two step against the take is stopping the killing. If they hand steady waving, they ain't gripping the smithing. They the uh, spray painting, break dancing to some sun. <laughs> oh my God. When I think of that, it's it's a. Uh, um, even that part, uh, man, it's deeper than hip hop, deeper than rap. This music can stop your pop from getting shot in the trap. This music can stop your mom from stripping clothes off her back, dancing on last for booty shots, making it clap. Mm. When I wrote that, John, I cried. Cause I'm <laughs> like, because I think that once you get an understanding of like how impactful something is and like you got the right mindset for it, you like, you like, you really gain an understanding like one of the things that i always keep in mind i don't i don't care if it's five people like i've been blessed to perform in front of hundreds of people mm-hmm. but even when it comes to times when like somebody who i love dearly hit me up like yo i'm having a little open mic can you slide through i'm like yeah mm-hmm. and i don't come through with the with the uh subpar music and subpar <laughs> energy no nah, like when i hop on that mic i say yo if Five minutes, ten minutes of my time can stop you from killing yourself and killing somebody else. Mm. I'm gonna give it everything, and hip hop does that. It does. It's is probably if it's not like it's probably the only genre that does it at the level that that is that is doing it. Well, because you know? we're we're in the business. Yeah, I said we. I'm not a rapper, but I am in hip hop. Oh yeah, but we're sure. in the business of words, mm-hmm. and words are life. Yeah, and depending on what you say it's going to be a good day or not yeah you know and those vibes that we send out through those that constant barrage of words Mm -hmm. otherwise known as the lyrics yeah can save you right they can hug you they can kiss you Mm -hmm. they can slap the shit out of you they can make love to you they can they can make you rich Mm -hmm. they can change your mindset um they could change your relationship yeah like these words that we speak our power right and there's a lot of and when we say bars you know i think people say for different reasons but it is what it is Mm -hmm. but when i think bars i think you used 16 bars to 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 ignite something to Mm -hmm. change something to move the needle in some way Mm -hmm. and i always respect those that use their bars for that definitely you know you can use your bars to talk shit and Mm -hmm. have fun and all that's cool too because i want to do that too oh yeah for sure and i do trap in my sleep i don't trap (laughs) for real but but i mean it's it's 
it's very refreshing to know that you're using your powers for good and not thank evil. you very much i appreciate and that. i and i respect that about you yeah no that's why um I didn't realize how far it was going to take me, but at 16, when my mom, like, when I was nervous to tell my mom that I wanted to be a rapper, and she turned around and was like, all right, just don't curse. <laughs> Literally, those three words, just don't curse, took me into so many spectrums of different networks mm. in, in the city and different areas. And even as a teacher, I can play my music in, in front of kids. And, like, because, you know, kids are very... Well, young people are very technologically sound because I'm not that much older than they are. And mm -hmm. when they come across my music, I don't have to worry. Oh, man, like, am I ruining them? Like, am I plaguing their mind with more of the stuff that they got? One of the biggest things that I learned as an artist mm -hmm. is um, relating is amazing, but it's so much deeper than just relating. Me and you, you know, God forbid, this, this house could be burning right now. I'll be like, oh, my God, it's hot. You'll be like, oh, it's hot. We not saving each other, though. Mm -hmm. So I like bringing like I like merging relatability with levity because if I've gone through something and I've gotten to the other side when it happens again and and let's say you've you've never experienced being in a burning house all right stop drop and roll mm -hmm. uh get out yeah so on <laughs> and so forth and like right. then like and then we good I think that there's a lot of that there's a lot of relatability going on in hip hop right now, but it's just everybody just kind of submerging each other in their sorrows and drowning in it. Mm. We need lifeguards out this genre, yeah. you know, and wow. that's and that's kind of how I feel. You're officially a lifeguard, sir. <laughs> you are officially saving lives with your music, and you should be proud of that. Glory um, to God, for sure. Yes. What's coming up next for you? Coming up, um, I have a, a an amazing opportunity on uh, March third uh, for the uh, Philly Rising Stars op open mic, powered by Rec Philly. Um, somebody just got an award. Um, oh, I'm sad. wondering who it is. Let me think. <laughs> um, Eli Capella. <laughs> who, yeah. Fun Times. Yes. Fun Times Magazine. Who I love. Shout, Shout out, out to Fun Times. Yes. Gave you an award. Yeah, the uh, under 30 people to watch award. Mm -hmm. So it was an award series for uh, people who are uh, 30 and under because technically somebody that was 31 got an award too mm -hmm. for just different ways that they're serving in the community. I was honored as a performer um, and a community activist. I, it's crazy that that week it was really hard to take it in mm -hmm. because it was so many amazing things happening from you know going from going to youth build freestyling for younger people that's my age older or younger you know letting them know the things that i do them being able to see a young black face you know that actually works in the community that's 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 rapping that they would deem to be fly so on and so forth mm -hmm. or or like attractive or something um and you know just being able to work with so many children is just different faces reverse engineering the way that they was brought up in the system that just teaches them to be toxic towards each other and to themselves so yeah it didn't hit me until i got to the to the african-american history museum because that's where it was held mm -hmm. and i saw the the um drummers playing african tunes from the motherland um eating a fool uh just seeing the heavy hitters that i was networking with i was like wow like <laughs> like this is this is better than the grammy i don't i don't mean to say that just to say it but yeah it when is. your community when really your community, vibe with you yes. in different ways and formats it's crazy that's right it's crazy and i was able to feel that 
when I held that plaque, it it really it really means something to mm-hmm. me to have that, you know. So I appreciate Fun Times Magazine. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, shout out to Fun Times. Fun Times is um, definitely connected to the pulse of the community, mm-hmm. and they really do highlight good work in Philadelphia across genres, across industries. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for. You know, they're the good news. Definitely. They're the fun times, the good the good news um, going on in the city. So, shouts out to them. Yeah. So, you got what coming up? Uh, Philly Rising Stars Open Mic is March 3rd at uh, World Cafe Live. It's powered by Rec Philly. Um, they actually contacted me and wanted to book me as a feature. Good. So, I'm going to have a 20-minute set. I've actually never featured at World Cafe Live, so this is going to be my first time. Uh, I've performed there, but I've never been highlighted as a feature. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to uh, Stylish Behavior. Uh, she contacted me uh, saying, hey, if you... Uh, if you would like to collaborate, I'm a streetwear designer. And she just she uh just styled a dope group called Verbosity. Mm. They uh they headline World Cafe Live. They're doing some amazing things. So I was just honored that she came to me because but because believe it or not, as much as I do in the city, I, I still just be happy to be in a room. Like Absolutely. I'm still we all do. Yeah, like I'm a very humble individual. So, you know, I don't got so uh she gonna be lacing me up with some blindness <laughs> and I'm gonna be doing my thing. My my set is about fifteen to twenty minutes. So so if you haven't seen me, uh you like you're definitely gonna have a lot of fun. We're we're gonna have a lot of fun and yeah uh, shout out to rec philly and yeah it's gonna be dope and of course yes yes of course of course uh so the bars concert happened last year it's gonna be an an annual concert series i don't believe in inconsistency i feel like as a person who work with kids i've learned that it's important to have things come around and also wanted to be appreciated Mm -hmm. so it's happening may 16th at the rotunda once again shout out to miss gina renzi for providing me with the opportunity to make use of the venue again Mm -hmm. shout out to uh a fatty he actually was is my first sponsor once again thank you for even wanting to be a part of it again so yeah may 16th saved that date the openers will be announced soon and yeah tick tickets will be available very soon so stay tuned amazing amazing (laughs) well on that note Mm -hmm. i'm gonna put on one of my favorite eli capella songs called my city hey my city philadelphia shouts out to soraya nicole and who else was on the song mc knowledge knowledge And, you know, we're just going to take the show out. I want to say thank you to my guest, Eli Capella. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for coming through and blessing us and allowing us to get a little bit closer to you and understand, you know, what you're doing and where you're going. We want to support you all the way. So, everybody, get out there. You want to get bars. You want to get anything you can find on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where else are you? iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, just everywhere. Audio, Mac, SoundCloud. There you go. Take your pick. When you find something that you love from Eli Capella, post it and tell people, tag him and tell people how much you you bang with him and see if you can grow his numbers. And okay? make sure y'all listen to Ladies Love Hip Hop. Um, yeah, Probably yeah. the dopest podcast interview I had. And, and I'm not just saying that. Uh, for sure. <laughs> you know, I like to get in your business. <laughs> <laughs> But um, again, much appreciated. Um, and to all my listeners and all of the people I love out there, I still love you. Still listen. This is Ladies Love Hip Hop. And remember to always, always keep it hip hop.
What up, Pert? Ladies love hip hop.